There are only two types of speakers in the world, the nervous and liars. Mark Twain. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And we are joined by a very special guest today, Carl Bott. Hello. My wife and I own Free Fire Media, which includes the KCNR 96.5, 1460 AM radio station here in Redding, California. And Carl has interviewed several authors in the past, and so we wanted to bring him on and give you listeners a first-hand glance at what it looks like behind the scenes and what interviewers are looking for from the people they interview. Interviews are a very good opportunity to get your name and your book out there to the world because you can be on television, you can be on radio, you can do magazine interviews, but Getting interviewed is a whole different process. It can be nerve-wracking. Yeah, one of the things that I'm looking for from an author, are they willing to send me the book? And we set it up, you know, a couple weeks in advance. So that way I get a chance to look at the book, read the book. And I do, I read every book that's sent to me uh, when I'm interviewing the author. And then uh, also for the author to perhaps send some questions to the interviewer. And then that allows me then to make sure I cover all the aspects of the book Uh, the reasons behind the book, and something about the author. We try to give the author a personality during that interview so people can then kind of learn who that author is and kind of start building a relationship because it's so important, relationships between authors and audiences. So what kind of questions do you look for on these question sheets that they send you ahead of time? Well, it could be something on, uh, you know, why did you write the book? And something simple that we would be asking anyway to things like I'm into metaphors or I'm writing with this idea in mind that I want my audience to grasp. You know, sometimes you can read a book and never once grasp what the author is writing about. It doesn't mean you don't enjoy it. It just means you totally miss what the author wants, but you still enjoy the book. So you as authors need to go into an interview prepared for several different things. So as Carl said, Get questions prepared ahead of time. And there's a couple things that you need to do in that process to prepare questions. Avoid yes or no questions. Yes or no questions are the worst for an interview. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Because sometimes you spend a minute talking about the question. And as Linda, my uh, wife and partner, and also she also interviews people, she has a tendency to paint the picture a little bit. So that question could be 40, 45 seconds. And you come back with a yes or no answer. We look at each other and go, This is an author. They should be able to say more than that. (laughs) Though it just happened before. It's definitely a different environment and a different way to try to communicate person to person versus... To an audience. Yeah, when you're writing in text. Because the people you reach on our radio show are the same kind of people that you want to reach out there and touch that want to buy the book. All walks of life, all age groups, that you want to build a bond with them. So when they know your name... Oh, yeah, you know, this, this. And then they're more likely then to go out and buy your book. So you mentioned that you do your homework as an interviewer and try to read the book and at least get the questions and read those. What kind of homework do you expect your interviewees to do? Well, I expect them to be able, when I ask a question, especially ones they send me, that they can answer it. Uh, I've had them before when I've asked that question and they hem and haw about it. And it's like deer in the headlights. And I'm thinking, you sent me the question. Uh, You should be able to answer this. But be open. Think when you're talking, put a smile on your face. 
be friendly. This is why I wrote the book in. This is the third iteration of the book. You know, I wrote it and then I wrote it again. Uh, you know, I had the editors look at it. But this is something that I have a passion for. And then why you have a passion for it. But again, when you're talking, smile. You're saying to yourself, that's crazy. Nobody can see it. Yes, they can. They can hear it in your voice. So be extremely positive. Don't tell me how hard it was. I don't care. I mean, I really don't care. Tell me, <laughs> tell me, you know, hey, I wrote this book because of this. And yeah, you know, and it took me time. It took me more time because I wanted to make sure I got it right. Because I wanted to make sure, especially if it's a historical book, that I got all the facts right. And if it's like the historical novel where you're putting words in the mouths of real people, make sure you understand where those people are coming from. And we've had authors that when they can do that, that's just extraordinary. One quick thing about doing an interview. I've been an interviewer and an interviewee before. One of the most important things is treat it like a conversation. Even if you can't see the person you're talking to, it is a conversation. Listen to what they're saying. They should be listening to your responses. And that's how you can make it feel more natural. Don't treat it like you're being interviewed because that will make you lock up. You'll get nervous. Treat it like you're just talking to somebody who's interested in your book. You know, when somebody sends me an interview request and I get dozens of those a week, you know, for books, uh, for, uh, you know, for different people. The other thing, too, and that was absolutely right. You know, this is a conversation. We're having coffee. Do not get combative because there's a question that's asked you that you may think, well, that's pretty dumb or something like that in your head. Don't get that way. Uh, we've, had interview, we've had interviews on before. Usually it's a politicians or something, but you ask them a simple question that is not combative and you come back with like, I've been challenged. No, every time that I do an interview with an author, whether it's a national level author or somebody that's self-publishing a book that I like, that I think we need to get the word out there. Uh, romance novels. Yeah, we've done those too. It's because I'm generally interested. Put that positive uh, thought in your mind. Hey, you know, he's doing this or she's doing this because they really do want to find out. They're not here to trip me up. I know Linda is a huge fan of getting to know the person behind the project in whatever it is. So one of the things that I might recommend is being open and honest about yourself and how this book has changed you. We've talked in the podcast before about taking that self journey and making it an interesting journey for yourself. And that should be reflected in your writing. That should also be reflected in the interviews. Oh, absolutely. Linda's always the first question she wants to know is who you are. You know, tell me something about yourself. And then why did you write this? And, you know, all that is positive and Look at it also like this. You may get a 15-minute interview. You may get a 10-minute interview. Maybe you'll get a 30-minute interview. But think of it also as a soundbite first and then fill it in. Get your main point out, first words out of your mouth, and then fill it in under that, just like you would outline a paragraph or the chapter heads. Here's the chapter. Now I'm going to start building that chapter. That way you've hit something important for everybody to know. Then you fill it in after that. And... As somebody who has seen a lot of people interviewed from the outside point of view, it's remarkable how often people don't answer the question. Oh, that's it. That's a great thing to keep in mind to make sure that you are answering the question is answer it first and then you can expound on it later. There you go. Because some people, when you ask them a question, and, and not so much in the authors that I've noticed, but other, because uh, we've interviewed close to 5,000 people now over the last 10 years of all walks in life, all professions, anything you could possibly imagine. I mean, almost anything. Some people have it in their head. I'm going to say this 
no matter what they say, <laughs> no matter what the question is, I'm going to get this out. Well, only thing that does then is it kind of confuses your listeners. Well, you were asked about, you know, when you write, what is your writing style? How do you sit down and actually write for four or five hours a day? And you come back with a different subject. Well, obviously, I want to know is how do you, as a writer, discipline yourself? And that's always something I ask, you know, the discipline to write a book. I mean, it's like anything else, like going out and running five miles a day or swimming a thousand laps. You've got to sit there and write every day. How do you do that? About the soundbite, making sure you answer the question right away. Most of my interviews that I have conducted are post-edited. They're not live interviews. And so I will take out all of that extra filler that you add hoping to get something else across because I want it to be the answer to the question. Keep that in mind. It makes it a lot easier for yourself, for the editor, for the interviewer to just answer the question. Yeah, when you hit that sound button, it could be, you know, two or three sentences about it. Then you fill it in, which maybe explains it better. But then you get into something very esoteric and you just, you, we lose you down the rabbit hole. That is something that it's not good radio and it's not good for you. So when you prepare for this, you really know your subject. Uh, you want them to have questions to ask, but be ready. You, you know, if you say something in that soundbite, that may just toggle something in my mind that I'm going to ask you or Linda's going to ask you. Yes. On that point, always be prepared to answer unexpected questions because a good interviewer will be listening to what you're saying and respond to what just came out of your mouth. As a person who runs the soundboard fairly frequently, I'm going to get on my little soapbox here and say, can you tell us about the mechanics of just being interviewed, talking into the microphone, wearing the headset? What is that experience like? Well, we tell our people when they come in here, we set them down. And because these microphones are really good, but they're directional microphones. And you need to think of that microphone as you would getting your teeth x-rayed. You're about four inches away. You're speaking directly into it. You're not clearing your throat after every sentence because, you know, immediately people go, oh. When that happens now, people ask, does that person have COVID? No, they've got <laughs> hay fever, but, you know, this, this is what they ask. Be relaxed. Sit there. And just, again, the interviewer is not there to give you a bad time. They've invited you on the show to talk about your baby. And we all understand that. I think one of the biggest takeaways that our audience can have from this particular episode is there's no antagonistic relationship. Just go have a good time. You're not trying to impress anybody. The more you can laugh and enjoy yourself, that really tends to make for some of the best interviews. And the ones that people go back and listen to again a second time are the ones that made them smile. You know, one other thing, too, is if you're writing about something, make sure you understand what you're writing about. I don't know how many times, and uh, Ashley and I have discussed this. Let's just say, you know, you're writing a novel and there's guns involved. Understand what that gun is. And I'm just using that as an example because I'll read something that is so outrageous from national authors. I'll look at it, and I think, does anybody ever proofread what this guy does, or is there an expert? So make sure that when you write something, if it's technical, you've looked it up so you actually understand what you're talking about. When I read something in a novel and I see things that are just uh, incongruous, that just don't match... I start wondering then, well, what about the rest of the things? You know, how did they put this thing together? How much research did they really do if it's something like that? Now, most people don't have that problem because they love what they're writing about and they do all that research. 
But just make sure if you start using technical terms, you understand what those mean. Because there's a fair chance that even if your interviewer doesn't know, somebody in their audience will oh, be like, wait, red flag, I don't trust them anymore. And then you've lost them entirely as a yep. potential reader. It could be anything. It could be horses. It could be you write something about a horse and it's so totally wrong because everybody knows this horses do that. Well, do they? He got on my soapbox. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly railing on the gun thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I love to read. I've got two or three books going at any one time. I bring in uh, laundry bags full of books for Ashley yep. and then she brings books in for me and I can keep a couple books going at a time. I enjoy reading, but I enjoy reading things that make sense. And whether it's a historical novel where I know that they couldn't have done this because, you know, they're 300 years out of whack in their timing. You know, it's kind of like, OK, but if, if they tell me up front, hey, we're going to uh, you know, push things together due to the storyline and all that. OK, I'll go along with that. So on that point, if you are reaching out to find someone to interview you so you can get your book out there, try to find somebody within your target audience that will enjoy reading the book, that will understand what you're talking about, will understand the kind of thing that you're going for to help improve that interview process. And likely if they're in your target audience, their audience is also in your target audience. Yeah, the more you can make your interviewer a fan of whatever it is that you're doing, the better chances are that maybe they might mention it later on when they say, oh, I finished this book and it was great. So even if somebody misses that interview, they might hear the words later. And if I could, if I could just recommend is you live in a community. There, are, there is community radio left in that you start there. Get your interviews there because they're going to be friendlier. And then kind of cut your teeth on those, the local area. But you're absolutely right. Find the ones that would be interested in that kind. But start with your local radio and then put out your emails to bigger stations with explaining who you are, the book, you know, all this. The other thing, too, is well, we record every one of our shows. So you take that out of our archives and use excerpts of that to send to your next interview. Just an idea. Another thing, uh, I used to work at a television station. And our TV station, while it was local, we didn't do fluff interviews. We didn't do sit-downs with authors. We didn't do local interviews with people. We focused on the news. We didn't have a segment for local promotion. If you wanted local promotion, you had to buy a commercial and buy ad space. So research those places that you're reaching out to because every single time I got a, hey, I'm available for an author interview. I have this really cool book available. I just delete the email and move on because it wasn't part of our content. Well, that's why I say you go back to that local radio station that reaches thousands of people that you can talk about it. Once you get your name out there and you've had the interview and you've connected with the audience and they buy it, then I know that we share books everywhere. You know, you hand this book to somebody else and then your next book comes out. If I've enjoyed your first book, you've got your second one coming. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. Come on. Talk to me about this one. And by going to your local radio, where they do often do a lot of live interviews and interviews with for local free, people. For free. For free, which is a great thing. A lot of people in the community, especially ones who listen to a community radio, want to support local people. And so if they're any at all interested in that book, they'll go research, they'll find it to support someone local. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Carl. I know you've, you've got to run, but thank you. 
it's great to have a perspective of somebody who's on the other side of the table. Be aggressive. Go on out there. Say, I'd like, you know, this is the book. And if we schedule an interview, I'll send you a book. The big time guys, they send me a book and then they'll send me a box of other books that their other authors have written to kind of whet my appetite, even if I haven't asked for it. But uh, don't be afraid. Do not hesitate because once they say yes, you've got a great opportunity to reach hundreds of thousands of people. Thank you so much. That's wonderful advice. So I don't know if you knew this, but I actually found Ted Decker from a radio interview. The first time that I had heard the man's name, he was being interviewed about his book. I believe it was three. And I was interested because I liked the guy and I enjoyed the content of the book that he was telling the radio interview about. So this is definitely a great way to get your name out there. Even if the radio station has zero listeners, which is impossible because then they wouldn't be functioning. With your bravery, you're taking that step and making someone a fan of you. I know this can be difficult. A lot of authors are like me. They're introverted. They don't like to go out there and talk to people. But trust me, it's worth it because you do get your voice out there. It is a vital part of the marketing process. Plus, it helps get you ready for other things that will help in the marketing process. Interviews are not the only thing that you can do that requires you to talk in front of an audience to help promote your book. When going into an interview, you also want to be prepared to talk longer than the actual segment. A lot of people, when they get nervous, talk fast, and they get through all of their content before the 10 minutes or 12 minutes is up. So always be prepared with an extra three to four minutes of something to talk about. And even when you're interviewing, you should definitely still be writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 